spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. Oh, happy Tuesday, everybody. So we finally have a little bit more information about the story that everybody's talking about. Four people kidnapped in Mexico. Now two are are dead. It is a horrendous story, man. Yeah. It really is a horrendous story. And, you know, even before we, we really dive into this, I mean, it goes without saying, you know, uh, this family is going through hell. Um, the people who are killed, I can't feel, I just can't, I couldn't feel any worse. Yeah, you have two people who survived uh, the tragedy that they've gone through. Uh, and that their family is going through with them. But, man, I, I just, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't get it. And I know you're, tra- you're talking about what the hell are you doing down there. What are you doing? That's uh, that's all that keeps going through my mind. You feel bad for what took oh. place, but at the same time, you had even have your family members saying, yeah, you probably shouldn't go down there. You shouldn't go down there. You shouldn't go down there. And you went down there because people have this in their mind, Gatos, that, hey, not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. I'm being careful. Um, let me tell you how dangerous this part of Mexico is. Are you ready? Uh-huh. This is shocking. And a warning to American travelers that Tamaulipas state is dominated by drug cartels and is rated as do not travel in America's travel advisory system on par with nations like North Korea and Afghanistan. We encourage Americans to heed that, heed that advice. Yeah. North Korea... And Afghanistan. There are places on this planet you just don't go to. One is North Korea. Another one is Afghanistan. And I'm sorry, this place in Mexico, Met- one of them. Metamoris, yeah, Metamoris, yeah. you don't go. And if you didn't look, I did a quick Google search. If you do a Google search of this place, it will tell you uh, you could be uh, assaulted, kidnapped, shot. Uh, or uh, there was something else. But it said that right out of the gate. Now, listen, is Google right all the time? Yeah, actually, they are. They're, they're right a lot. Okay, all right. But it's just a simple Google search. Where am I going? Okay, let's type it in. Really doesn't take very long. No. It's not like you have to get into the library and take a book out. You take your phone out, you go to your Google app, and you put this in. You can look at the State Department. You can look at other things. This it's- was a no-go from... The start. And they went down there and they went down there with a giant sign on them, essentially saying we are in a rented van. Who are we? And I don't think they were. I mean, the fact that they were dropped off at a medical facility shows you that this was a mistaken identity. But you don't get a do over. No. There's no do-over. No. They thought they were a Haitian gang, and because there's a lot of Haitians there, and they thought they were muscling in and smuggling. And so, boom. I mean, and again, I'll just pull up the pull up the Google search. Uh, Metamoris, one of six Mexican states that the U.S. State Department. This is right at the top. State Department advises travelers not to visit because of crime and kidnapping. They also say medical tourism is common, partly among people living in U.S. border states. Okay, so we know that 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 was what they went down for. It was apparently a tummy tuck. Yeah, I'll say this too. This woman who went down for a tummy tuck. Tay, I think her name was, her nickname? Tay, Tay yeah. McGee. Uh, she has survived. She is a mother of five. You put your life on the line for, for a tummy tuck. And you took three people with you. 
and nobody in that car thought that this was a, a bad idea. Again, I don't want to sit here and come down on the, on people who have died. I don't want to do that. I have a lot of compassion for for the folks. You can have compassion all day, but common sense got to have common left. sense. And if you've got there's look, I. There's places that you just don't go. We talk about it. Like, you know, you go down to Rocky Point a lot. Yeah. Here's the reality. Would I feel comfortable taking my younger kids to Rocky Point? More so than a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a kid, we all would, you know, we'd head down to San Diego. We'd all go across Tijuana when we were like 16, 17. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, yeah, you, you had to worry about maybe, you know, uh, you know, somebody trying to rob you here and there. But it was kind of the place that all the college kids and everybody went. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Like Jack lives near San Diego. I wouldn't be comfortable with him 17, 16, 17, 18 with like, like I used to as buddies anymore because it's not the same. Um, so I looked up Rocky Points because people are like, okay, it's Arizona's beach. It's really easy to get to. I talk about it all the time. Uh, I'll be the first to say, if you had asked me 10 years ago when I go to Rocky Point, I would have said no. And the reason I would have said no was I just, I hear stories about Mexico. Yeah. And would I be comfortable going there? And the answer 10 years ago is no. When I married my wife and she said that she would go down all the time, we went down. I found out that it is safe. And now I've been down dozens and dozens of times over the last 10 years. And I can tell you, if you're smart, you're fine. Yes. I'm not saying that, that nothing will happen. I, nobody knows. But, you know, if you want to even go and look it up, crime in general is way lower in Rocky Point than in Phoenix. Phoenix is huge. Yeah. Okay? If you, if you really want to dig into the numbers, there, there are certain metrics. Safety. Rocky Point, very high. Safety, Phoenix, high. Yeah. Not very high, but high. Yeah. But, I mean, the, th- the difference is Rocky Point isn't one of those places they're moving drugs in and out of. That is true. That's, I'm sure there's drugs sleepy, down there. Yes. It's a sleepy village. Yeah. It's not it's a, a place they're, Yeah, they're not moving it in and out there. They're trying to get the drugs, not so much through the, the, the you know, a lot of the ports of entry. They're trying to sneak it through other ways. And they thought they were moving in. They thought these people were, were Haitians right. who were moving in on their territory. And the Gulf Cartel is in the middle of a big battle right now. They've splintered. I was talking to my friend who covers all this stuff, uh, uh, Sarah Carter. They've splintered. And they are battling within themselves. And now that there's a lot of Haitians and Venezuelans, there there's a sense that there there's a Haitian group that is moving in. So they mistook by the sounds of what took place. They didn't want to kidnap these people. They're, kidnapping used to is one of those things. You're kidnapping the president of Conoco Phillips because he's worth something. Right. You're going to get money. You want money, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a business. This was not one of those. That's why they dropped them off at a medical facility. They're like, oh, my God, we killed you know, we killed two Americans and, and, and injured another one and stuff. We, this, this is not what we thought. Again, you know, if you want to go to a part of Mexico, you've got to figure out if it's safe. Yeah. And if you want to do the least amount of work, you Google it. Is, is Metamoros safe for tourists? I'll read it to you again. Siri, I, I, I Googled it a little differently. I said I asked the question this time. Is Metamoros safe for tourists? Serious risk of crime, murder, robbery, carjacking, extortion, sexual assault are quite common. Yeah. Armed criminal groups targeting public and travel uh, passenger buses. Get this. Unfortunately, the chance of being taken hostage 
for demanding ransom payments are extremely high. They don't even let their own... The U.S. government doesn't let their own people travel throughout there if you work for the government. They yeah. want no part of them being in a situation. And and the other side of stuff is, this, this, does this change the way some people are starting to feel about the cartels? Because you're getting more and more people in D.C., even on both sides of the aisle, saying, it's time... That we start thinking about classifying these organizations as terror organizations. I think it's something we look into. I really do. Yeah. I absolutely do. But I think, you know, just to put a bow on this horrific story, would you go for a tummy tuck in North Korea? No. Would you go for a tummy tuck in Afghanistan? No. What's the difference then? Uh, the difference is... With metamorphs, what's the difference? It, because the thing is, we look at, you look at Afghanistan as a whole. Right. We look at Mexico as Acapulco, Cancun, things of that nature. And you've got people coming back. Oh, I went over. It was totally fine. Because when I drive to, to go pick up Jack, you drive by all of these bill, billboards to say, hey, come get your dental work in Mexico and right. stuff. And people go and do it because do it's it. simple and easy. But they don't go to Metamoros. But they don't go to places that are dangerous. They and don't go to Metamoros, which is now being put in the same sentence as danger with Afghanistan and North Korea. And all it takes is a quick Google search. Here's the other thing, though, Gatos. We know that we live by the border. We understand. True. So many of these people who are like they were from South Carolina. They don't get it. They don't understand what's on the other side of the border in a lot of these places. I don't know what there is to not understand when you Google it. Because they're looking at a price. Extortion. They're looking at a price of how cheap something was going to be to get a tummy tuck. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You're a mother of five. Two are dead. One is injured. And lives have changed. Yep. A place you should never even go. You should never even think about going. Never even think about it. No reason to go. And I read an article life. yesterday. Lady had six kids. She lives there. All six have been kidnapped by the cartels. Yeah. It's, it's, don't know it's where they just are. awful. Sold into slavery. Some of them are probably been turned into hitmen. And uh, she doesn't even leave her house anymore, except to just get groceries it's and run back so in. so awful. And, you know, you, only, you don't have to read, go a long way to find some of this stuff. All right. Uh, coming up next, why the uh, why are the Arizona legislators trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist? We're going to give you a real specific example coming up next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. That is me. You are you. Hope all is well. By the way, the weather's going to get a little bit warmer. KTR and Fulton Elms are reminding you that two seconds too long to take your eyes off kids around water for life-saving safety tips and to enter to win swim lessons from the YMCA. Text SWIM to 620-620. Uh, who's yelling in your newscast? Who is, what I'm is mad that? as hell. Anybody stop this madness? Oh, my gosh. Man who doesn't understand, uh, you know, the microphone situation. <laughs> that is Gerald at a Phoenix City Council meeting. What's night. he yelling about? Because he's and several other people, many, are about to be evicted from their long-time residences at a mobile home park, and they don't know what they're going to do. The Pepper, Pepper, Pepper Mill? Is that what you said? Peppermint? Uh, Periwinkle. Periwinkle. Periwinkle? I like Peppermint. That's the name of uh, the Can we change it to Peppermint Why are they being evicted? That is a Brandon King story, and I'm I'm not really sure, but they were, um, it was a property deal, essentially. You know, like somebody uh, sold the property or something like that. And they decided, we're going to put up condos, we don't need these yeah, homes. Yeah, I, I don't know all the particulars, that's, but that's it's tough. been going on for about a year, I understand, and uh, time is running out. Mm. And so many of them say, if they don't figure out something to help, they're going to be homeless. Out there in the tents. Ugh, that's tough. Um, all right, I just wanted to know who was yelling. Hey, it sounds like he has every Gerald. right to, to, to yell. He, he should be upset. 
All right. So, uh, you know, we go over some of these bills that come over the out of the Arizona legislature and they're just ridiculous. Remember the one bill? We're going to force your child to, to uh, what was it, sing the national anthem or, or pledge say the, allegiance? Pledge of allegiance. Sing the national anthem. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> That's a hard uh, thing to sing, uh, kids. You know what? <laughs> it is. Right. So they want to force your kid to say it. All right. We all know that's illegal, by the way. And why are you forcing anyone to say to say it? I mean, by the way, you and I've been in a lot of classrooms. We do pay tribute to a teacher all the time. Guess what? I I think every school that we've ever been to, they actually they actually do that. The first thing out of the gate. Okay, so we don't need a bill for that, do we? Now. Okay. so now we've got. So that's just my first. It's not constitutional either. Okay. It's not constitutional. That little thing, the piece of paper we always talk about, right? Yes, everybody uses it when they need it, and then they devour it if they if it goes against them. All right. So, so there's a lot of those things coming out of the legislature that, by the way, are going to get the red pen, and they're going to get they're going to get vetoed. Here's the latest thing that we're we're fighting. Right? We're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. So we've got Republican Senator J. D. Mesnar. He has led the fight, chat against critical race theory in the legislature, and he's got a Senate bill on it. And it would ban, it would ban it in K-12 through schools right now. And it's on Governor Katie Hobbs' desk. Yeah. Here's why you don't need that bill. Republican Senator J.D. Mesnard leading the fight against critical race theory in the legislature. His Senate bill that would ban it in K-12 schools now on Governor Katie Hobbs' desk. Critical race theory as of now, though, is not taught in Arizona schools, correct? So that would depend on who you ask. Some people will say, hey, where are you from, Chandler? Why don't you ask the people in Chandler? Okay, good. It's not being taught. Others will say it's being taught. It's just history. I think that gets to the issue of why you need the legislation. So in my uh, area in Chandler, I'm not aware of a specific um, uh, example of what one through seven is that's being taught uh, from the bill. Um, but I can't speak to what's happening in the entire state. Okay, so Wait, one re- through seven. Oh, they only have they look up to seventh grade. Once in Chandler, you get to seventh grade. You got to get out on your own. So we're making a bill to stop something that isn't being taught there. That's what he's doing. Again, we've asked this question of, of different politicians when it comes to critical race theory. Give us an example. Not a single person who's ever come on this show to talk about that can give us one. A gubernatorial candidate, a legislator, no one can do it. Well, in, still their, in their city, he can't. Maybe somewhere else somebody's got something going on. Well, then why don't you get it done in that city where there is something going because on? Because the whole thing is stop it before it starts. That's okay. the way they'll... See, if you were going to come out and pitch and go, look, we just don't want this to, to become an issue. We want to stop it before it starts, before uh-huh. it gets here. Uh, what was the thing we were there talking about? Like, if you want to stop some, What was the feelings one, the math one the other day? Remember that? Um, like, uh, uh, it wasn't critical race there. It was, uh, uh, you know, it was like a feelings education or something. Like, stop that. Like, what is your emotion? <laughs> yeah, emotion. When- yeah, social and emotional learning. Okay. Yeah. So, well, which is which is in s- several places. So, several teachers that that uh, that have said, yeah, we we teach it like that now, and and all of them kind of said, we don't know if we need it in math, mm. but you know, I don't know why I have to tell you about my feelings in math. When you go down the road of social emotional learning, it's like teachers are trying to teachers want to tell you know show kids how they're supposed to act, and if you know if you've been in a school. Uh, your kids are in school. There are a lot of kids who don't know how to act. Yeah. Because parents are teaching their kids how to act. So who's going to do it? The teacher. So you got to tell them, hey, what you just did there was not good. I guess that's under the under the bridge of social emotional learning. But, you but know, we, we need we need these legislators to stop coming up 
with legislation that we don't need. But you You're know wasting what? We your say time. this. We say this, right? You and I say this and, and about putting a stop to it. But did we just not have a lady who wore fuzzy ears the other day basically tell a Christian university what a, that, that how bad they were and get rid of them? Mm-hmm. And how, how things start, man. They creep in. They don't come in right away because people push back. Right. Like we have how many people that have come across the border, uh, all borders over the last three and a half decades. If it happened overnight, people say we got to stop this. But it happens in a trickle. Yeah. And that particular story with the school board, I guess they have every right to cut the deal that they to say we don't want the deal with this Christian university anymore. Um, But every school board, every uh, what is it? Member of the of that particular school board. Seems to be against Christianity. Yeah, and it seems like they've got a bone to pick with them. They're, yeah, and they've they're got some power. School board members, right? They've got some power, and now they're going to fight use back. It. But I guess, you don't and think use that's it? the kind of stuff you watch? What well, happens in their school, and how a lot of that changes? And you'll start to hear not just about that. They'll start putting implementing other progressive ideas that are like way out of tune with the, what the average person is sitting around. That's going, why you What's get this? That's why you get to go vote. Yeah, yeah. So you get to go vote. Uh, and, you know, would I vote those people out on the school board? Yes, I would. Yeah, the minute you wore fuzzy ears to right. an actual meeting and it's not Halloween we're, or you're not a Playboy model, right. which she wasn't, uh, then we didn't, or you know, we're having a should you resign? Because here's the other thing. First of all, you're wearing cat ears. I can't take you seriously. <laughs> That's number I'm yeah. not being mean. I'm just That's saying. That's the truth. I, you want to have a meeting with me and you're going to wear cat ears? I'm not taking you seriously. Number one. Number two, you're going to stop people from coming into teaching. Do you have any idea that we have 3,000 vacancies? So you don't know your job very well. So, I, you know, you, you, I can make the argument that that person should resign. But I also want to say, J.D. Mesnard, please, we're not teaching CTR. CRT, whatever you want to call it. CRT. I'm going to keep saying it wrong. CTR. OAC, AOC. OAC, AOC. I love it. I love it. We, you make stuff up all the time. All right. OAC, AAC, ABCDEFG. Coming up next. Coming up. KATR. <laughs> Is that not right? I've only been here 25 years. Uh, we're going to discuss the economy. Is the economy coming back so strong that the Fed will have to slow it down next? Hey, if you're thinking about dishing the glasses and contacts, look at King LASIK now. Get both eyes for just $3,500 with $2,000 savings, 0% financing for 24 months. OAC, Gatos. LASIK with Dr. King, only 146 a month. Go to kinglasik.com slash Arizona for complete details. I did it. You'll see clear. Uh, they want to get uh, this uh, wacky inflation down to 2%. Huh. Uh, the, the the chances of that happening, I think, are slim to none. Uh, and I am hearing more and more from people are saying, mm, you know, uh, guys, we're going to have to raise rates. I was I was looking at a couple of the, the muckety-mucks that I watch and, and, and listening to some podcasts I like, and they're, the sense is they have to go now, and they're going to start to push them to start making bigger jumps because he came out today old uh, the fed chair powell said yeah rates we're gonna have to continue to raise some of these things They're, they can't we're gonna have to continue to do stuff if further than we want to and now they're saying you know the rumor is uh and again you, you i don't know about these guys but they might start pushing it a point point and a half because it's not coming down we're not stopping our spending and then when you start to really do stuff like that then you get into the thing is once you get to a point where it starts to feel like it's careening uh, have you made a motion where we're going to get that what they say what that guy say yesterday the uh, uh, the the air pocket 
Larry Summers. Larry Summers. Said there's going to be an air pocket in the American economy yeah. sometime this year. Uh, he also said, I think this is it. I've used the term uh, risk of a wily e. Coyote moment <laughs> to refer to the fact that the economy could hit an air pocket in uh, a few months. My guess is that the overhang, the savings that consumers have accumulated has a few more months to run, but it doesn't have another year to run. All right. So an air pocket, if you've ever been on a plane, we know what it is. You're going to have turbulence for a bit, and then it's going to go away. So if Larry Summers is telling me that there's going to be an air pocket in the American economy, I'm thinking, all right, small rough patch. I don't know how long that's going to be. Is that a couple months? Is that it? I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be six months, I don't no. believe, no. but but a rough, a small rough patch, and we move through it. And as we've talked about too, Arizona, every economist we talk to, Arizona can, um, can will most likely be okay during a recession. We're 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 better we're set off, up than much a- better than two thousand eight when everything went south. You know, if you live in if you live in D.C., New York, Los, you know, California, and the market takes a dip, it comes back really fast. It's, it, it, it's in here, it didn't come back. This was a dead zone forever well, and a we day. we didn't build at all. No. Since no, 08. No. We and, stopped building, and that's why. And you still had houses everywhere just empty. Yeah. You know? So, but the want to get to 2%, they keep saying it. Okay. My colleagues and I are acutely uh-huh. aware that high inflation is causing significant hardship. And we're strongly committed to returning inflation to our 2% goal. That sounds great, but it's... I think you're at a point now where you start pushing it, then you push us into something that maybe we would get there naturally with a with a uh, with a recession or a slowdown. But you start pushing it too much, and then you artificially push it into something that may make it even a bigger mess. Remember, out of nine of the of of the last recessions that they've played around like this. Eight times they've pushed it into recession. So whenever they start messing with the interest rates, they've pushed it into a recession. Mm. And a lot of times, some people think sometimes you got to let some stuff naturally happen. And I feel like if they start overreaching at this point, because you would have been better off probably six of those ago to start raising it by two percent than nickel here. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Haven't they raised it eight times? Yeah, and they're going to raise it more, they said. And they weren't expecting it to raise this much. But you're also trying to push something back to 2% in an economy that's weird. Right. And also a global economy that is still in an odd position of supply chains. We got a war going on. Now we got a, you know, potential, you know, issue with China. I mean, all this stuff's going on. This isn't just dealing with us. So if they were to push a bigger rate hike that doesn't guarantee anything that it goes to two percent no so if it's what is it here in phoenix eight percent probably but, eight to nine okay. somewhere in between can we get it to four i think by the end half? of the year there's a good chance okay you know but but it, i think there's a good chance if they just keep going the way that they're going uh you know maybe let it sit for a while because uh even if you raise it by a quarter of a point but if you're going to really do it then do it so you want them to do it just to rip the whole Band-Aid off? I think at this point... So do you want to go three three points? No, I, no? I think if they went a point and a half or two points, I think it would get... If your goal is and to... And then what would happen to the markets? Well, I think if your goal is to shock people... Right, and shock to get people, people scared uh, to about their jobs and stuff, then, then, then you're going to want to do that. But I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they do. And the nickel and diming, you know, now economists are like, you should have just went up three points, two points, because that would have got the shock out and we maybe would have gotten through it. I feel like now they're just... 
they're trying to keep it alive, but they're not trying. I, I don't think they know at this point. Well, they're, the problem is you come out of COVID and you, you know, you, you took an economy and you crushed it yourself. Yes. Because that's what we did. That's what everybody did. And on the way of crushing it, we also handed people ungodly right. amounts of money. Right. So and then there's no playbook. No. After a pandemic, what do you do? There isn't a playbook. So no. they're trying to figure it out on the fly. I mean, you've got a great economy. Yep. You've got uh, a nasty virus going around that's going to hit the whole world. So you shut everything down and you tank your economy on purpose. Well, it's not on purpose. Well, you're doing it on purpose to try and keep people safe, try not to overrun the hospitals and all that kind of stuff. And then when you come out of the pandemic, you're like, okay, now what do we do? And there's no playbook. No, there's no playbook. All right. Coming up next. Zero playbook. Why did it take some Valley students an hour and a half to enter their school this morning? This is crazy. Next. Tanya Gould's son is a senior at Mojave High. She says he got to school around 7.15 this morning and didn't get into his class until nearly 8.40. He said he and other students stuck in line were marked tardy. I'm not opposed to those at all, just the way they're implementing them and taking it out on the kids, making them feel like they're doing something wrong because they're not in line at 7 or 6.50 in the morning. No, metal detectors. Took people an hour and oh, is the TSA running it? <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> you and the TSA, you've got to make up with them. They're just great Americans. I love them. They're just you do great a great Americans. job in making you feel safe. Great Americans. We are hiring the best. Parents are frustrated. Metal detectors, Mojave High School. It's making students late. Okay, so yes, you're frustrated. Uh, it was the first day, and I'm looking at a picture. Uh, there's about I don't know. There there are kids in line for blocks. Yeah, it, it's it, it, there are kids. It looks it looks like they're trying to get into the Taylor Swift concert. That's how long this line is. Uh, so you have both students and parents say, hey, like, listen, we like added security. That's good. But did you think this through? Uh, you know, one thing we always talk about with schools is, uh, you know, what's the safest way to get kids in the school? OK, is it through a metal detector? OK, fine. You have one metal detector and that and you think you're going to get every kid. Let, Chad, you got to you got to show up at five a.m. to get yeah. into school by well, seven o'clock. I joke about the TSA, but it's like going on an international flight. Oh, my class starts at uh, eight o'clock. I better get there at six, right, so I can get to my first class. That's nuts. I know. So, would it just be easier to have one person out there with a wand going? Whoop, whoop, Maybe, whoop. but but here's the thing. What if you set off the metal detector? Then you got to go back in. You got to you got to you go through it. Then you uh, go back, and then you got to take everything out of your pocket. And how many kids does it happen to? So what they're saying is now we've got to teach the kids how to go through a metal detector. Okay, I get it. I get it. You got to educate them on how properly they're supposed to go through these metal detectors and help them them do that. But you know, there's there's also another place where you could. I guess they have a second metal detector. They don't necessarily want to use it. All right. So basically, what I'm saying is. I want to keep our kids safe, too. All right? I want to keep our kids safe. If it's a metal detector, great. But how do you get hundreds of kids through one door when they're supposed to be in school, but kids are in line from 715 to 840? Yeah. 
So are you supposed to get your kids there at 615? Because that's not fair. And what's the, they're always a push, right? We need to start school later. We need to start school later because kids do better when they get a little bit more sleep. And so now you want them to get in extra early so they get across. So now their day is longer. Or stagger the, the, stagger the start times. The start times. Yeah. Because you can't have every, every single kid no, in line. No, you can't. You can't. That's, uh, uh, you know, maybe the freshmen go, th- you know, <laughs> through earlier. But it's just the younger kids go through earlier. The older kids get to come through later. So parents aren't happy. We are setting a bad example for these students to make them show up on time and then tell them, you know what, you were late because of our problem, but we're not excusing it. The district says short term, they will excuse tardies while working to improve the system and prevent the issue from recurring. All right. So some of these kids got into school and then they were given the tardy. And you they're can't like, give somebody the tardy. <laughs> You really can't. Should be using that word. (laughs) You can't. You can't tell somebody, hey, you were late. Yeah, I was late because I was standing outside for an hour and a half trying to get through your stupid metal detector. Wait, hold on. I'm not late. Yeah. I'm in line. In fact, I was early. If I'm in school, if I'm on school grounds, I'm not late. If here's it, I'll take a selfie. And I'll post it. You can go look at my oh, Instagram. Maybe that's the new thing now. You have you to need check to in yeah. early saying, I'm outside. Maybe you should start doing the class outdoors <laughs> as the kids walk through. Start the class outside. <sighs> it's the uh, TSA. They're at it again. Oh, uh, it's not Chick the TSA. Chick-fil-A was running this. You get the kids in and out really fast. Yeah. Yeah. There's right? no, kids would graduate in two years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you do if you're this school? Uh, again, was there a big necess- Was there was a need for this? Well, or did you have money? You thought I got a friend who's got one of these places. We can throw him some business. Well, I think it's like, do you want to keep your kids safe? Does a metal detector make you feel better as a parent? It might. I get it. Yeah, it might. If if every kid has to go through it, you know, I'm guessing there's a less there's less chance of a gun getting through, right? I would hope so. Okay. But last time we've checked, that all of these people come from different angles, and uh, uh, and if a guy wants to get in there, and I say guy, because uh, it's be, a guy, yeah, it, it, not to be sexist. If a guy wants to get in there, guess what happens? Nobody stopped. The metal detector ain't stopping him. It's alerting people, maybe, but it ain't stopping him. All right, coming up next. How long do you wait? to take down a crazy guy on a plane next.